All right, first things first, before we get started, check out Raw Natural Unrefined Hemp Rolling Papers at www.rawauthentic.com. Made in Alcoy, Spain, raw rolling papers are unbleached and unrefined with no chalk, no dyes, and no burning additives so that you can actually truly taste the natural flavors of what you're smoking on. So those whackwoods, those swishes stinks, save that for the booth. If you're smoking that good, good, you're going to want to taste it. So check them out at www.rawauthentic.com. That's R-A-W-T-H-E-N-T-I-C. Com. Check out their wide variety of papers, cones, tips, rolling trays, grinders, t-shirts, skateboards, collectibles, and so much more. Big shout-outs to Small Town Recovery and Consulting. For all your business consulting needs, check them out at www.smalltownrecovery.com or give them a call at 702-293-1010. Also, don't forget to check out www.bombgreen.com. That's B-O-M-G-R-E-E-N.com. Now let's get it popping. Yo, yo, Hip Hop Roots Podcast, we in the building once again. I'm Bomb Green, you already know, host every week. Hit us up on the voicemail text line, 775-538-6350. Hit us up on the email, hiphoprootspodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you like, subscribe to the channel. You already know the drill. Again, Hip Hop Roots theme, keep it going, keep it going. This man right here is a longtime host of the show, a longtime host of our Raw 16 MC Battles. Uh, he's an MC himself, he's a host, entrepreneur, amongst many, many other things. Get up from my man, S5. Yo, How you feeling, brother? Uh, chilling, Bob Green. What's going on, Shit, bro? It's been a long time. How you feeling? I've been I've been great, man. I've been great, man. I'm happy to be back in Las Vegas. I know everybody said, where did I go? You know, I went back to Philly, but I'm back. I'm That's back. right. And saying you had hit me, you kind of blindsided me with that, because as I was... Getting the roots thing cracking and the whole podcast, starting to book, figure out who I was doing. I was like, you know, we I was had the whole intention on getting all the hosts and the mm -hmm. DJs, people that people were familiar with. Mm -hmm. And you hit me with that phone call, said I'm in town. I was like, man, that timing couldn't have worked out any better. Yeah, perfect, man. You know? Hell yeah. So uh, how long how long were you out of Vegas back in Philly? I left Vegas actually in um, February or March of 2015, and I came back. Uh, 2018 of March, March 19th. Okay. So I just been back like seven months. So dope, dope. And say now, hip hop roots, the whole name. You know, we broke it down the last few episodes exactly what it was and what we do. So I'm pretty sure people that aren't familiar with it are kind of getting familiar with it. Right. You know, you were in there as a host. Uh, you performed on that stage. You got mm -hmm. to see. You know, we started the Raw MC battles. A lot of it, you know, because of you and because of the whole Raw thing and stuff. What does that name hip hop roots mean to you? I mean, you know, it's it's was a you know people. I don't like saying it's a legacy out here, but you know, ultimately it is. And people, you know, we did a big dent in the community and stuff out here. So I mean, what does that name mean to you? Well, the first word that comes to my mind is family. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because hip hop roots to me was a family. Um, when I came out here, I didn't have a family. Um, I came out here by myself. You know, to to pursue music like yeah. I'm still here now, and. Um, I created my own family through music like we all do. And when I was actually told to go to the hip hop roots, it was uh I'm trying to think how did I how did the the story start for me? My man Nick, you know what I mean? My man Nick, my man Bone, big shout out to both of them. Uh they told me about this show, the hip hop roots. So I went down there and uh 
<clears throat> I went down to the LV. See, yes, that's where the first hip hop root show that I went to. And um, Hydro was on stage with some MCs. Mm -hmm. I went with somebody named uh, I See Justice. I remember him being there with me too. And um, the MCs start rapping, and right before I was about to rap, yeah. Hydro said, uh, "Oh no, we can't. We don't have any more people that uh, can rap." Mm -hmm. I'm like, "No, nah, bro, you don't understand. Give me a chance. Give me a chance." So yeah. he was like, "You know what? I'm gonna give you a chance." And he let me rock, and um, I impressed Hydro. And so he invited me to come back, and oh, of course, you know what I mean, big shout Partey, out. Partey, Partey. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, big shout out to Hydro for giving me that opportunity to touch the mic, and that's where it all began for me. Okay. With the hip hop roots. Yeah, and I know you know you kind of came in after me, and I know you know you were out here, you know, on the hustle and stuff when you would yeah. you know, met Dro and stuff. Because yeah. uh, were we at Boomers or were we at LVCS when you had started? I started at the LVCS. I started, okay. I started at the LVCS. You know what I mean? Um, Fremont Street. Yeah, on Fremont. You know, and um, this one, they had the mechanical bull in the middle. Yeah, and, uh, that's old school. A lot of people, <laughs> the stage was a little smaller back then, too. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he gave me the opportunity, and then eventually I became the host. And um, that hosting gig was a little, uh, I can say to me, it's what sparked my... My career in Las Vegas as a as an underground artist that okay. gave me the power to say, I'm a local. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, a local yeah. MC. You know, meet me. I'm one of the hosts at the Hip Hop Roots. That gave me some authority in the city to do other things. You know what I mean? And um, Hydro with that opportunity, he helped me out and my family without even knowing. Nice. You know, just by giving me the mic. And so, you, you know, and you hold yourself well on the mic so like to to pull you in as a host and you know because hydro was hosting everything him and jr and even jr did some talking but hydro was the voice behind hip-hop roots because he just had that presence so yeah. when he brought you in it was a good move because you know it's just you he wasn't willing to just put anybody on stage yeah. and you had that presence and that vocal presence and everything you know it worked it you fit in like he said family you fit in right. perfect and and you know what it was it was um i think hydro when I told him my background, uh, me being a part of the Temple of Hip Hop, uh -huh. me being taught by KRS-One and actually going overseas and um, performing in front of large crowds, and then after after he seen my ability, it was it was really dope, man. It was really dope. And I got a story before the end of the uh, of the podcast that actually will tell people how I became the RMC Battle Champion, <laughs> you know, because it wasn't even supposed to be me as a battler because i was the host of the yeah, show yeah. it wasn't really fair at that time but we'll talk about that a little later yeah most definitely and you know i mean we'll take it back even before roots you know what i mean because there's right a few things i know about you but you the first time other than you coming into roots the first time i remember hearing the name s5 mm -hmm. was my boy was a big beanie siegel fan Okay. And he used to bump this shit, and I was kind of didn't really click two and two, and then I realized you had a you were featured on Beanie Siegel's album with Freeway. Yeah. How did that yeah. come? How did that whole thing come about? Well, you know what? Big shout out to the Bro Street Bully, uh -huh. Beanie Siegel. You know what I mean? That's my OG. Um, he paved the way for a lot of artists that that say they're from Philadelphia. You know what I mean? They're from Philly. He paved the way, and you know. Um, Growing up, that was my favorite artist. So for me to even be on that project, it mind was like blowing, it yeah. was mind blowing. You know what I mean? If you're an artist out there, whoever your favorite artist is, growing up, just imagine you being 
on the track with him. And um, for me, uh, it wasn't like the usual, or I met him and we we shook hands and get on the track. No, it was more like behind the scenes. I moved to um, California and, and me and my California peoples actually um, formed something called the Bat Cave, which was a really big studio in San Diego. Yeah. And um, I was the first artist that was signed to the Bat Cave on the management and production. And this was back in 2003. So um, I used to sleep on the couch, on the, on the futons, on the floor, burn my CDs. I mean, sleepless nights in San Diego. Yeah. And big shout out to the Bat Cave, Hookmasters, Jazz, Steve, Evan, everybody, you know, Dank. Um, that's how I started. And I came to... Um, Las Vegas basically in 2003 for my first show ever. Okay. It was at the Palms Casino at the Playboy Lounge when you first walked in. Yeah. They changed it now, but that was my first show. But um long story short, they um have a connect with uh sickness.net who actually took Benny Siegel uh, album after he got signed from um well left Rockefeller. So that album that I was on was the one that he did right after he left Rockefeller and Jay Z. But the executive producers were um sickness.net. Now the production on the track was from the Batcave. Okay. So so now you have the executive producers, the producers, there are people that are in my circle. I'm even though we're all from Philly who would have a connect in San Diego on the West Coast. Yeah. And that was just happened to be me. And I give that, you know, credit to my mother for making that move when I was 12. And when I was young, I used to be mad that my mom left. Like, why would she leave? And me in Philly. But as I got older, I seen that the West Coast had more opportunities. And it was um it was it was a lot better. And I commend my mother for making that move at a young age, you know, the See, um, that makes sense cuz you know way. you you rep Philly like the hardest you know what i mean but you've mm -hmm. got this this west coast feel to you oh, and course. that's that makes sense as to where that comes from because it's mm -hmm. you know i didn't even really know that you you know kind of almost pretty much grew up in san diego or yeah. southern california area yep and, and and you know what it's funny uh sometimes people are like what you what you claim what you rep but listen i know i'm not from physically you know anywhere on the west coast i'm from philadelphia so i'm not going to ever forget where i come from but I will say that San Diego is my second home. You know, that uh, San Diego paved the way for a lot of um, people that uh, didn't really have a voice because L.A. had the market. The yeah, Bay yeah. had the market. But who was repping for San Diego? And it, I, I joined that team. So mm -hmm. a lot of the times I was like, you know what? I'm still repping Dago. Batcave Records is in the building. You know, I was the football captain at my high school. I actually graduated with um, with Nick Cannon. Oh, dope. So that I was in Nick Cannon's um, graduation class. You know, I was more popular than Nick Cannon. You can ask about me. So, <laughs> no, I'm only playing. That's my guy. Man. I, I commend Nick Cannon. I'm not, you know, no hater. That's my guy, man. Whenever I see him, like the people that we went to class, you know, went to school with, we all became successful in our own way because yeah. even from that young age, it was different. Just imagine Philadelphia to San Diego. That's like apples and oranges, bro. Mm -hmm. yeah. like I'm going from a, a high school in San Diego where it's like, man, it's palm trees and, you know, I can see the sun when I go outside. So when I'm in Philly, it's like you got metal detectors. Yeah, a whole different world. Yeah, it's a whole different world. For sure. But I appreciate 
San Diego helping me to be more diverse. That's why I don't see race. And, you know, when I talk to people, I don't, because San Diego, I was the captain of a team that had Samoans, Chaldeans, whites, blacks, Africans. You know, we were all together as one. And, and that's where I got my diversity from and my, and my lyrics, you know. Super dope. Yeah. See, now, you said your first show out here was in 2003, The Palms. My first show was at The Palms. Okay, now see that. 2003 with a live band. You know what I mean? Shout okay. out to, I remember the drummer's name, Cadillac. You know what I mean? Huh. I was signed to a Las Vegas uh, um, management team called BAM. My man, Jody Mar uh, Marshall. Okay. If you do your research, Jody Marshall, he managed me. He manages, uh, he used to manage also uh, Britney Soul. She used to be called. Skittles back in the day. Yeah. That's how I know her ass. But um, yeah, him and Haroon Abdul Mubarak were my managers, and they were from uh, Las Vegas. And so that's my Las Vegas tie. My first management, my first production was, you know, through Las Vegas. They put me on in the nice. entertainment industry. Yeah, and we were chopping it up, Jr. And, and Hydro and Trey, since we've had Trey in here as well. But you know, we were talking about how many different relationships and, and groups and things that were the, the, the kind of networking that happened, you know, as a result of hip hop roots. Right. Now, when I think of five, I think of the movement, you know what I mean? And the movement was something that started just a couple of y'all, you know, people that were in there that really didn't even know much of each other other than the roots family. And it became this, I'm going to tell you how, to, and I, and a lot of people, it's a real sensitive topic about the movement uh -huh. because of the way, you know, things have ended. But to me, I don't think the movement will ever end. And the way that it actually started was the, the things that I was taught by KRS-One, mm -hmm. the peace, the love, the unity, the having fun, how we organized the, uh, the Temple of Hip Hop when we did seminars and try to teach people how to, um, you know, just have a community effort together, like all Indians, no chief. That's how we yeah. all started. And what happened was I used to host the Hip Hop Roots, but I used to also host other shows around the city. Yeah, yeah. See, the Hip Hop Roots opened doors for me to open up and host other people's events. Mm -hmm. And so with that being said, I started promoting and telling people to come to the Hip Hop Roots at the other events. But I started meeting artists that were familiar faces like the D-Dollars and the yeah. Explicits, the Don Wines, Mr. Crimson. So, you know, we all came together. We, we all came to my house. I've invited all the, uh, the movement started at my house. Okay. And I told them that this is what we're going to do. We're just going to be all together. We're basically, we're going to shoot at one target from different angles and we're going to do it together. No name. It's just a movement. And that's how move them. ENT. Yeah. Came about. And you know, that was, what's cool is it started with the handful. And then it, next thing you know, it was like, you know, oh, I mean, you guys, radio, eventually you guys were in, in the building where it was just, I mean, 30, 40 deep, you know, it was just, and it wasn't right. like it was, you had to click up. It was, mm -mm. you know, if you were, if you even liked the movement, then you were a part of the movement. You know what right. I mean? And that was what was cool about that because eventually right. it, I mean, it just, it was like wildfire. I mean, you could yes. not want to be a part of it because it was all love and support and shit right and like you said you guys did you had the radio station you mm -hmm. know what i mean and uh it was cool to see you know conan you started running this event at boulevard mall this open mm -hmm. mic so it was right. even you know i went in last night and checked it out it was just uh it was cool to see the faces you know i've, I've seen these right. guys pop up here and there and stuff i don't think i've seen that many faces in one building that i'm that i recognized um mm -hmm. and since crimson has done his name right and that was that was cool to see because there's a lot of faces I haven't seen since hip hop roots that were in there. So 
Yeah, and you know what? It was 17 artists or 18 artists that performed this week. It was 18 artists that performed the week before. Now, mind you, only one artist came that was uh, Black Ice, the, the only artist that performed last week. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, the word is starting to spread. And I remember a feel that I used to get when I was at the Hip Hop Roots. Um, and that feel was just like... Uh, like a real joyous feeling when I seen like a congregation, you know, when, when all of us was there probably at the height of the night, you know, just to look back and be like, look at what we're doing. We're basically, uh, the Hip Hop Roots family has organized an event that's bringing people together. We're teaching people how to uh, perform. And uh, I remember a lot of the bloopers, man, a lot of the times them guys got on stage and I had to let them know that that's not what we're trying to do here. You know what I mean? You you got to get it together. Come back next week and sharpen your blade. Yeah, you know and see, I mean? that's what was cool. Even you know, with roots again, there was a there was a structure to it. So it wasn't mm -hmm. um, it wasn't about necessarily you know feeling uncomfortable. There was a lot of people that even talked about you know their first time on stage was was there, and they didn't even expect to be on stage. But it right. was the vibe that you were you felt supported. It wasn't like you were you were worried about getting clowned coming off stage if you Not fumbled and you were it was an edu it was almost you know you educated people. You let them know bring that track on a flash drive, you know what I mean? Got to worry about the skip man, you know, make sure you don't bring this and you know it was that was what I think separated hip hop roots from a lot of different events. And also you took uh DJ Trey, JR Beatbox. I would love when they did their thing together and you know, we all, me and, and Hydro, you, we would come up and freestyle behind yeah, what we created the right there that was organic on the spot. Yeah. And that was something that was very special and unique about the show that we had at The Roots, too. Nobody had that sound in, in that um, that we created. Yeah. You well, know? you never know what to expect to get in there, even though you had a flyer every week and there was, you know, six MCs and a painter or something. Like, it was, it, it was always an open mic session, so there'd be you know again b-boys on the floor and and po spoken word poetry up there and you know yeah. some dude would hop on the turntable that just happened to be a dj and some of these people right. never even planned didn't even know it was an open mic but they were told and they came in to actually you know partake and whatnot so ended up on stage right but you guys are doing the same concept you know with the whole boulevard thing and i caught that yeah. vibe going up there you know it's you know just the, the <clears throat> vendors uh you guys had your own the, another podcast going on shout out to them because that was awesome they were just Kept mm -hmm. it with pulling people in and interviewing them and stuff. Um, you got the clothing stores around the mall, part of it. I mean, it's it's mm -hmm. you guys have got it going. I mean, what week four, week five? You guys that are headed was, into? Yeah, we're headed into week five next week. Hell yeah! You know what I mean? And the, the mall is loving us. Big shout out to the the Boulevard Mall. Um, my man Smoky Tone, mm -hmm. you know, who opened the doors. Me, it's a funny story. How we even got that? You know, is uh, my girl and our daughter were going to uh, get some. Um, hot dog on a stick yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know you know real taste. classic mall shit right and so i see uh tony coming in he's looked at me s5 i said yeah what's up he said where the hell have you been man he said yo you're like my favorite artist man like what what the hell the hip-hop roots everything what's going on i said hey i'm back let's do it let's let's do something he said, "Yeah, I'm the I'm the uh, leasing property manager at, at the mall." Yeah, trip out. I said, "Are you serious?" He said, I could, "Yeah, I could do whatever. I, you know, we can make something happen." I said, "You know what? I got you. Let me get myself together. Give him, gave him a proposal. Did all the paperwork. I let him know that I grew up. 
you know, when I went back to Philly, got my own record label, have an entertainment lawyer. You know, I have a lot of things that I've done differently this time. And uh, this time around, it's paid off, you know. And me and Tony um, just decided we're going to make it happen. And also, another thing that happened while he gave me the, the actual show is because I went back to school, bro. I got my... Um, my certificate from the the union, so I'm a part of IATSC. Nice. I'm a you know audio stage carpenter. Sweet. You know, so I I do everything that I can do, uh, for the actually the stage that we're performing on. I built the stage with my hands. So nice. I, I put it up before and I take it down, and um yeah. And you know it's the Boulevard Mall is I mean that's that's a classic spot. This place has been around forever, but you know it's. Over the years, it's just, it's hurt, you know what I mean? So it's, the, to watch them, that's what I was telling Tone, you know, I said, you know, to watch them, they've been kind of building it back up and certain mm -hmm. things, so like to know, you know, shout outs to Smokey Tone, because every yeah. time I see him, that that boy is a businessman, you know what yeah. I mean? He's he's just constantly headed into some kind of endeavor, and he's yeah. generally successful at every one of them, and even if he's not, it's it's a learning experience, and it's, you know, he on to the next, and he uses that, yeah. He has a good heart, man, yeah. and I can't say that about a lot of people in this city. But I can say that one person that I know that has a very good heart is that brother, Smokey Tone. Yeah, brother. very supportive so, too. Yeah, very supportive. And I appreciate what he's done, you know, because it, it's not just for me, it's, it's for the whole community, what we're doing, you know. And, yeah. And I was going to say before the Hip Hop Roots, um, my first actual uh, hosting job was for Jadakus. Uh, my first hosting job was for Jadakiss in 2001 after the Twin Towers had came down. Really? And I moved to Harlem, New York. Big shout out to my man Big Rod from the Rough Riders. Um, he put me on tour, and he was the host. His cousin was the owner of the Rough Riders, and uh, he had me hosting shows for, for Jada and the Locks, and that's how I got my first start in the hosting. Nice. And um, after that, uh, Larry Lair, who run something called Industry Tuesdays in Philly. Yeah. This is like 2004, you know, to 2008 when we had the last show. But I went to this Industry Tuesday, 100 Tuesdays, really. And after my 100th Tuesday, they made me the host of the biggest open mic in Philadelphia. That's awesome. And that's before I came to Las Vegas. So it was like only right that I kind of like, linked up with the hip-hop roots right because it, it jumped in it, it was everything that i was doing it fit perfect and that's yeah. why it fit and nobody really knew that so i'm glad i can put that out there yeah hell yeah, yeah. now where did uh you know you got for anybody who hasn't heard you spit i mean you've you got <laughs> bars i mean your, your boy goes where did you when did you start rapping like when do you remember start like you know to really Listen, start getting can i tell uh, you when i remember i remember rapping as soon as i could talk bro okay i remember rapping uh that's back if you can remember that then i'm just saying because my father was a dj you know what i mean my dad actually was a real philly dj and my mom was a B-girl. She was a part of a breakdancing crew called the Star Jammers. Okay. And um, they had something called uh, basically Dancing on Air. It's called Dancing on Air. Yeah. And it's kind of like the Philadelphia Soul Train, but my mom was a dancer on that show. Huh. So I would be a little baby looking at my mom dancing on TV and then my my dad scratching. Yeah. So I would always emulate, you know, imitate it's all the, the blood, rap. Yeah, yeah, it's in my blood. I grew up hip-hop. 
You nice. Know what I mean? So when's your when did you like uh like your first you remember your first song or your first verse that you got on a song or anything like you know what I mean? Like your first I mean, but that was like that that moment where you realize, okay, you know what I mean, that we're gonna start writing these verses and constructing this shit and the first time I actually put bars together and understood because I always wrote but I was a late bloomer though. Like I started kinda like with the songs when I was like twenty like 20 even before no i started hosting before i started recording okay so i was probably about 22 22 when i recorded my first song and it was called i'm a gangster okay <laughs> and that song actually uh helped me when i moved to california i went to i was in compton and i went to a place called lamurk park okay and lamurk park had a, a open mic called project blow yeah, yeah, I remember hearing very, that. Very, very famous and, yeah. you know, open mic. And I actually went there and I performed. And it was one of them open mics where it's like, you you can get booed at this open oh, mic. Oh, yeah, you better and have it. So I performed that song, my first song, and they loved me. And I went outside and I started uh, rapping in the ciphers in the front. And um, the host of the show asked me, uh, where are you sleeping at? Where you at? Where you at? I yeah. said, I'm, I'm living in my car because it was, I, I was homeless in L.A. pursuing my dreams. And I came, and he said, look, you can't live in this car in L.A. You're going to get your issue yeah. if you, so come with me. And he took me in. He lived on 5th and Slauson, and I stayed there for probably a nice amount of time. And so he, he helped me out, and I went back to Philly. And to make a long story short, he became KRS-One's road manager. Okay. And he is the one that called me to open up for KRS-One. And I met KRS-One. And then the rest basically is history. I became who I am today. Yeah, because, you know, that's I know. You know, you got a lot of history with the whole KRS-One and the Temple yeah. of Hip Hop. And, of course. You know, of course. That's huge, man. Yeah. So let's bring it back to Boulevard. Now, now, this Vegas Got Talent. That's what it's called, correct? Las Vegas Got Talent. So Showcase. Yeah. was... I know you and Tone got together, so I mean, and you're not, this isn't just a, a hip-hop night, uh, you know, because I saw, you know, just going in yesterday, you know, when right. I came in late in the evening, and it was still, you know, I got to see a couple MCs, I got to see yeah. some spoken word poetry up there, mm -hmm. I got to see the guys who closed out the end of the night, I couldn't, man, right. I, I, that was too Vegas good. Step. Shout out to VegasStep.com. Oh man, that was that was amazing. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's again, you guys, you're, you've got that feel, that artist supporting artist feel. I mean, even the people wandering around and stuff, you know, they're all shaking hands. Everyone's mm -hmm. talking. Everyone's, you know. Even Can I tell you something? It's not a coincidence, Bob. It's because a lot of people don't understand when you throw a show, especially in Vegas, mm -hmm. the host and the host energy is what conducts the night. The, Big time. The, the night, I mean, the the artists feed off the crowd, but the crowd feeds off the host. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's my well, thing is- You're steering the ship. You I'm know? steering the ship, and I'm making sure that everybody's uh, welcome. Everybody gets a shout out. It's kind of like chairs, like, hey, Bob Green, yeah. hey, Norm. You know what I mean? Every, yeah. That's how it is when you come to, uh, you know, the showcase. Yeah, and we'll we're talk. at the mall. It's just a different effect, man. Now, is- uh, 
this is open to every the public, anybody who's anybody. Got, so they can sign up. Talent. They can just walk in and sign up. You can up walk or? in and sign up. Okay. You can come in with your music right there on the spot with a flash drive. Don't have a flash drive on your phone. I plug it in. If you need to uh, email it, you can email it right there on the spot. See, that's another thing. A lot of I went to a couple shows and DJs was like. If you ain't on, if you ain't got it on the flash drive right now, then we can't play it. And no, we don't do that. Up, no. Listen, a DJ, a real DJ, is gonna play you, however he can. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If right, real rap. I know technology is boosting, and everybody want to be up on the curb. But however you can bring your music, if you just want to do acapella, it don't matter. Just come down. We want to hear you. We want to see your talent. We we can, you know, make sure that. We're assessing everything that you need from the MP3s, from the the tapes, the records, whatever you need to play. We're going to play it. Definitely. Now, even the vendors and stuff, is this, uh, I mean, are they allowing, are you guys allowing companies to come in that aren't necessarily in the mall or a lot of these people just kind of mall-based? You know what it is? What I've done was open the door, bro. Well, Tony opened the door for me, but I kicked down the hinges and said, well, listen, if you let me in the mall, I'm going to bring my peoples. And Tony said, cool. So my peoples can come. Who are my peoples? My peoples are the community. All businesses. I love, I'm a businessman myself. I will reach out to every business. If I could have 100 vendors down there, come on, bring it. Let's go. We can all do business, and I'm going to promote you throughout the whole night. $25 fee, I make sure the mall gets the percentage that they need, and then we can just keep it moving and keep the show moving. And also, I don't charge the artists to perform. You know what I mean? A lot of that, the game got twisted with that too. Yeah, Shout out to Coast to, to Coast. Shout out to Coast to Coast. But I'm not on that. I'm not on that. I never will pay to perform. So I would never want anybody else to pay to perform. Yeah, true, true. You know what I mean? Just come as you are, man. Come with your talent and we're going to figure it out at the end of the day. I'm not really making too much bread off the whole thing. It ain't about that. We have a raffle, though, that we come. Yeah, I saw that. It's a dollar raffle in all the stores in the mall that that are affiliated with the show that went in. They give me something like my man Oscar from um, Fine Jewelry of Las Vegas. He gives out a watch. Yeah, dude, the one that spent two bucks. He only bought two two tickets for like it's a hundred something dollar watch. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so my thing is, those are the things that bring value. Because when you do a show, what makes you different? Yeah, what makes you different? That's exactly. What What are you gonna walk away from this show? You know, differently than walking away from that other person's show. And you might walk away with a watch. You know what I mean? But you're gonna walk away with knowledge too, because we make sure that we we give out constructive criticism to the artists. We make sure we tell the artists to reach back to the to the youth and be mentors to the to the youth in Las Vegas because mm-hmm. they say Las Vegas has the worst educational system in America. Mm-hmm. But education starts at home and we could teach our own kids what we need to teach them in order to be successful. And who is great in these, this scale anyway that's saying Las Vegas is, is the kids are the least? Who is putting that grade out there? Yeah. I mean, they might be smarter in something else that they're not even great in right now. Yeah, this is true. Very true. That's a very good point. Yeah. And, you know, that's what's, you know, what you guys do, too, is it's not a concert. It's not a show. You know, it, it's a showcase. You know what I mean? You guys, like yeah. you said, you're educating people. You're bringing right. the community together. It's it's a right. whole different atmosphere. It's not like you're selling right. tickets and coming to, Mm-mm. you know, coming deep to come get fucked up and shit like that. Uh, you know what I mean? But, you know, I, I dig it a lot. So, All but on, the, on that note, 
let's check out the Las Vegas Got Talent Showcase. We went, like I said, we went out and we peeped it out. We got some talent, little clips. Peep it out. This is Las Vegas Got Talent, presented by Boulevard Mall. Las Vegas Got Talent is a live showcase featuring singers, rappers, dancers, magicians, comedians, and much more, all on one stage. Their goal is to unite and highlight artists and entrepreneurs throughout the community, creating network for growth, learning, and opportunity. Las Vegas Got Talent takes place every Saturday from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. inside the historical Boulevard Mall in Las Vegas, Nevada. This is an all-ages event and is absolutely free to the public. got some talent? Then come down and show Vegas what you got. This right here, y'all, is our team. This is our family. And we represent and we do everything for y'all, man. This is Las Vegas Got Talent Showcase, y'all. Give it up for the staff. All right, all right. That was the Las Vegas Got Talent Showcase. Again, they do that every Saturday at the Boulevard Mall. They're pretty much dead center of the mall. I remember when I even walked in, I was like, there's not even like <laughs> in front of this or I thought in a store, you know, somewhere. Right. But yeah, I mean, it's the dead center of the mall. I mean, you get all the traffic walking through, but yeah. that's awesome, man. We need to get some people in there. I mean, obviously, you're already getting some people in there, but, you know, yeah, week been... four going into five, it's going to get nothing. It's just going nothing but up, I'm sure, from here. Over 100 people the last two you know, that's not too, too much, but it's starting out, you hey, know what I mean? You some know, people, over 100 people. Some people can't even get 20 in the door, you know what I mean? So I I've, feel you. I've, I've, done, I've been there, you know, <laughs> I've performed for those crowds. Yeah. Well, shit, I mean, obviously, you got the, we got the, the Raw, you know, you know, Raw has always been <clears throat> our biggest sponsor the whole time. But this leads back, to, right. again, to the Raw MC battle. Right. You know, we, we started the, the Raw 16. It was all, you know, the intention behind it was not even necessarily like a diss battle. It was right. we wanted people to come in with their constructed sixteen bars mm-hmm. and 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 lay it on a cappella and really show people how they can mm-hmm. chop their cadence and just certain things and stuff. Mm-hmm. What did you think about that whole you know, that, that raw sixteen era didn't it only it was a it only lasted a certain chunk of a time. It was only a certain area. It didn't do the whole hip hop roots, you know, the whole time. So I mean what did what did you think about that whole raw sixteen era? All right. <laughs> Let me just put it out there, because this <laughs> is out, this is out. I'm gonna air it out right now. This air it out, you know. I'm gonna air it out Sunday, Pete. First off, big shout out to Raw. You know they used to hold us down every every show. Yeah. You know, and um, when the Raw battle started, the Raw 16 battle started, I used to host it. 
I used to host all the battles. I remember some cats from Arizona came and was battling some cats from Vegas at the Hip Hop Roots. I was really the host. I wasn't in. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And so, uh, and this is what I was telling you earlier in the show. How I'm gonna lead? How I'm gonna lead into this? I got double booked one day. I had to do the Hip Hop Roots. But also, I had a show to do at the Palms Casino okay. at the Hugh Hefner Playboy uh, Playboy Suite. And I think Hydro was booked at the same show. So it was like, how can we kind of like, and then, you know, I could go on live and say, Hydro, I apologize to this day. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I had to, bro. I had to, bro. And, and it wasn't like I was trying to let the roots down. But I really thought that the opportunities that I could make at this show could actually elevate the roots because of what I was trying to do. And I actually had a set there okay. and I was performing. I think you see pictures of me in a white robe and with, you yeah, know, yeah, with yeah. Don Juan and everybody. We was, you know, we was all had the robes on the stage and we was just, you know, Rocking, had the cold man. crowd crazy. And so um, that was that. And the next time it was a, a hip hop roots, Hydro came to me like, look, five, you know, that kind of hurt me, bro. And I'm like, well, look, man, I understand. He said, well, listen, I'm moving forward as host. I'm going to do something different. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, well, listen, I understand. I felt, I felt like I got fired. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he said something to me. And afterwards, after he said that, basically I was fired as a host. He said, uh, but you know you can enter the battle now. <laughs> it was like, hint, hint. Mm. <laughs> Let me do you this favor real quick. So that is where a lot of the aggression or, you know, I, I would say a lot of the uh, inspiration behind my bars was coming from me not being able to host no more. It was like hydro let let a pit off the chain yeah and so every time that we would do this battle i would win every time and it was one time i didn't win and the time that i didn't win i remember it was kane sosa and big shout yeah. out to kane that's like my little brother that boy right there and, and when you when you uh when you go up on stage and you do a a, a raw 16 battle it was about precision wordplay it wasn't like you said it wasn't about whatever whatever but that's when i found out that my dad had kidney disease uh, the same day and i got tore up from the floor my brother here he can attest i was drinking i was late to the show emotional right i was real emotional and i lost you know what i mean and you know the next month i came back and i got him mm -hmm. you know and it was kind of like you know what happened but at the end of the day I left off not being defeated as the Raw Battle, you know, champion. And I'm still the Raw Battle champion to this day in my eyes. Even though we haven't, you know, done a battle in a long time. For me, I never got kicked off because I never lost after I won the title. Again. Yeah, yeah. And so with that being said, I reached out to Raw a few times. I talked to them. And... And we had something, an agreement going on. But then when I went back to Philly, I um, got on the organ donors list uh, for my father. Okay. So I was going to actually 
give my father my kidney. Oh, wow. I went through all the testing, bomb. I, I did everything that I could to get my father my kidney. Mm -hmm. And right before the surgery, they tell me that I have too much, um, I, my, my blood pressure is too high. Oh, wow. And I have too much protein in my urine. And this was right before the surgery. So they told me I couldn't give it to no me. Go. It was the same blood type and everything. I thought, you know, I'm going to put myself through this and this is what I came here for. Went through a whole year testing and everything. And so right after that, my dad told me, you know what, son? Thank you so much for what you did. You're noble. You're brave. But now it's time for you to go back out Vegas and finish what you started. And that's why I came back. Nice. Mm -hmm. See, okay, so, so how long were you in Philly when you went back? Cause you you went back. I mean, cause you just recently came back. I mean, like within only a few months, huh? Yeah, I came back. I went back to Philly for three years. Okay. From 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 March of two thousand fifteen to March of two thousand eighteen, and I just came back on the nineteenth for this year. Okay. Were you now? Were you doing a bunch of? I mean, other than I mean, take care of your father and things like that. Were you? I well, mean, see, you... when I was back in Philly, I wasn't really too much on the music because I was really focusing on regaining that um, relationship with my family, with my daughters. You know what I mean? Okay. Big shout out to Serenity, Savannah, Symphony. Your daddy love you. You know what I mean? And my son is in Cali, Xavier. I love him too. And when I went back to Philly, I was spending, I was on daddy mode. If you go back to my Instagram pics, you'll see a lot of pics. Yeah, of me yeah, and my daughter. I was soaking that up. And, I, and the reason why I can say soaking it up, because I knew when I came back out here, I wasn't going to have that same relationship and same feel physically, but that mental was always there and they know what their daddy is doing. And I had to prepare them for the mission that I'm on right now. Cause that when daddy come back, it's going to be totally different. Yeah, You know what I mean? So I'm paving the way for them. They're the future. That's what I do everything for is my kids. And um, a lot of people don't understand what it's like to be um, a hip hop artist, entertainer, and also to be a father. And, and still try to maintain a lot of people point the fingers and about you're not a real dad or you're, you're not but how, who is a real dad to you mm -hmm. and what does a real dad look like and who told you yeah, about that's exactly that it's like who really told you that this is what a real dad is supposed to be i'm questioning you now because you believe in that you know what i mean and if you were raised by a real father congratulations to you but my children are being raised by a real father as well and, mm -hmm. and it's not because of what you tell me or not it's because i'm on a real mission but anytime I spit, anytime I go on stage and host, I'm doing this for my kids. And that's why I go so hard and it's so professional. It comes out oh, that's good. because I'm really trying to make it pop because I know it's going to benefit my children. Nice. I mean, well, as, as you should. I mean, that's, you know, I've got, you know, mine's almost 17, but she's she's known nothing. But, you know, since she was a baby, I've pretty much been pushing the music game. But. Right. I can understand, you know, she's been my biggest fan. She's my biggest inspiration and stuff. And Come on, bro. I mean, that's huge. That's so. what we do it for, man. So, I mean, it was a, the whole back to Philly thing. That was that was a good trip, going back home and, mm -hmm. you know, just spending all that time back up there and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Good. And um, I actually started working for, uh, <clears throat> it was a homeless shelter for teenagers called Forget Me Not. Uh -huh. And I mean, and um. Big shout out to all the kids and that whole organization back home. Um, I also worked for a store that was right next, who was kind of like um, the partners with uh, Forget Me Not. Um, I worked for a official clothing boutique. It was 
you know, a very, very nice clothing line. I don't know if you, uh, or clothing store, I don't know if you've seen the pictures on my Instagram, mm-hmm. but the it was like an old cathedral or something, a synagogue. Yeah, I do remember they seeing. They changed it into a, a clothing store. Really? And my godfather actually owns the store, and it was amazing. And That's he, cool. And they do a lot for the community. And when I talked to him, he's actually turning that into an event center now to do shows and concerts and private parties. So when... I'm trying to connect the dots so I can get some Vegas artists to go back to Philly, you know, and then do something on a bigger scale, something that they haven't yeah. done before. Try to bridge the gap. That's cool. Mean? Yeah. Man, and that's... then vice versa. I got a lot of friends in Philly that call me, yo, I want to come to the December 8th. It's the Philly Takeover. Novi Records is supposed to be out here. Shelliano, CEO, uh, Corporation Records coming out here. It's going to be a lot of people from Philly here December 8th. And I'm calling it the Las Vegas Got Talent Showcase Philly Takeover. So I, I'm putting it out there for that, the whole organization. Shout out to Novi. And, um, and yeah, that's basically how that's going down. Um, every every Saturday is going to be um, something new. Every Super Saturday, nice. something new. Nice, nice. Well, I look forward to that. Cause like I said, we uh, a plug in Philly would be nice. You know what I mean? I know uh, I've been through Philly. I don't think I've actually ever performed in Philly. Hey, but... hey, hey. cheese sticks for everybody. Hey, hey. hey forget about it. <laughs> cheese sticks <laughs> for everybody. I got you, man. Come, you know, Philly is a tough city, though. But it taught me a lot, you know. It taught me to stay on your toes, watch your back, you know. You got to be on your in your P's and Q's just in life. But Philly is, because any corner, it could go down. And I commend any artist, anybody that was raised in Philly that's out here, even in Las Vegas. If you from Philly and you lost, we 3,000 miles away, man. Come holler at your boy, that's five, man. You know, and, and we, we'll, we'll get it together, you know what I mean? So Hell yeah. it's, it's a difference from Philly to Las Vegas because it's not <clears throat> too many out-of-towners in Philly. You know, if if it is, it's not like a, like it, people are raised in Philly, bought up in Philly, and don't go nowhere else but Philly. Some mm-hmm. people don't even go over the bridge to Jersey. You know what I mean? So over here, it's more of a melting pot. Everybody from everywhere, you can kind of yeah, like come yeah. But back home, it's like, no, nah, nah, you ain't from here. Like, who's this? You know, you can't be around here, so it's not really inviting yeah. certain areas. But if you're from there, you can be in the toughest areas because they know you. So that's basically what I'm saying. Shout out to everybody in Philly. If you're watching now, keep your head up. You know, keep ducking the bullets. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, because I know a lot of y'all feel like sitting ducks. You know what I mean? I felt like that when I was back home too. It could go down at any time. So. Uh, the biggest thing that happened in Philly was the Eagles won the damn Super Bowl when I came yeah. back. And I was happy because everybody in the city came together, though. Yeah. It wasn't just about the Eagles winning. It was about a lot of beefs was getting settled. The a lot of people won. was like, you know what? Yeah, the city, we won. Like, the dark cloud that was over the city was just off of us, even if it was just for that day or that night when we had our parade. It, we needed that. That's good. You know? And that's I good. needed that, and that's when I came back. Well, you know, Vegas, you saw like, that hey. pride with the Philly, the win, because it was, I mean, the hockey game afterwards, all the Philly fans here. I mean, they, it, it just it drizzled and lingered on for months after. Right. I mean, it was just, the right. pride was huge in there. So, And I'm going to tell you something that I noticed different from when I uh, left. I, when I left, basically that shooting occurred. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it kind of like... Uh, 
I know it's a lot of people say it brought a lot of people together afterwards, but I could see a lot of people on edge. Yeah. Know? Oh yeah. You know, it's that was what was big. You know, the 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 community it was huge. I've I've never in my life seen a Vegas so somber. Right. It was like ghost town for a week. Yeah. It was, and it was it was awkward to see. You know, it it, right. it impacted you, and you could see it. You know, I mean, it's one right. thing for people to tell you, but you know, I always tell people, you know, you see uh. You see the 9-11s and the Sandy Hooks mm -hmm. and things. You're watching it from the TV on an outside, and you you know you you hurt for these people and stuff. Right. Um, to see it happen in the city and to actually watch things go down that people don't see and understand. I mean, it's it's like I said, it's an eye opener because yeah. you know I I unfortunately got caught in the middle of all of it, but it was not even as much as that as much as it was watching the impact that it had on the entire community. Right. But right. it in turn, you know, if if Vegas. If there's anything I know about Vegas, and which is why I love this city, is this community comes together. You know, yeah. people come together out here. We run the biggest toy drive in, in the, the nation out here. You know, right. shout outs to 98.5. You can love them. You can hate them. Right. You know, they don't support the locals and the, and the local music and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, they support the local community. You know what I mean? Right. And they, they do this for the community. So that's, mm -hmm. you know, that's that well, was see, big with the shooting with me. But sure. with that is like. Vegas does have a lot of resources. Mm -hmm. Of course, they're going to give, but just as far as the the character, the the feeling, you know, I just I felt like a lot of people were sad. You know what I mean? When I came back, like, and I was like, you know what? Let's get let's get some energy back in the city. Yeah. You know, let's let's get this thing going back again. Let's get some love flowing around. And that was huge. Uh, I mean, they don't. I mean, people talked about not wanting to do the outdoor festivals and this yeah, is this but you scared. know what and it, I, you can understand but you know it's you that's this is where you got to think you know they win if you don't do that so i mean you the we got you got to keep going overpower that hate man that's right you know what i mean you, that's, that's right. why i'm pushing the positive movement you know the peace love unity having fun health love awareness and wealth you know what i mean those are lessons taught by the temple of hip-hop given to me that i've spread numerous times that's good you know and that's what i continue to do because i know that positive is going to outdo that negative man we Listen, he's always working, and we know who he is. You know what I mean? He's always working, but we just got to work harder, yeah. you know, and that's and that's life. And when I went back home, uh, one thing I did was I linked up with my brother, uh, Q West, mm -hmm. and I know I'm, I'm going to bring him out here in, in just a second, but um, he actually introduced me to Kendrick Lamar. Okay. You know, I was I had an opportunity to be in the studio with Kendrick when That's he huge. when he recorded uh, that new Freezer song. Oh wow! You know what I mean? And um, you know, it was just a really good, you know, connection. Not just him, but I met his management. The the whole TDE family was in. You know, was there. I was VIP. Uh, me QS and and QS introduced me to his brother uh, Show Gutter, and we've been like a big family. Ever since that, you know that that tour, we haven't lost. Everybody is still has have that same energy amongst us, ups and downs, but we all stick together, and and that's why I want to bring my brother Q us so we can start talking about the future. I know we can talk about the past, but yeah, in, you know, sure. yeah, in the, in the future, we're gonna we're gonna definitely pave the way and do it at a higher scale. Like I have a a meeting, I could say with um, my man Evan Groves, who is the creator of one of the biggest software programs for producers called Studio Linked, mm -hmm. Studio Link VST. 
You know, and he's, you know, he, they just did the Scott Storch package. If you can go on Instagram, type in studio link. But we're, we're working out some things right now and with other artists to get some things, you know, connected. But at a higher scale, bro, the future is we have to use the stuff that we're doing and stuff that we've been through like you're doing now. Like I commend you for putting this podcast together. It's ingenious, you know what I mean? You keep that up. I appreciate you having me on here. But these are the things that we have to do. Utilize the lessons that we have we were taught, all the things that we've been through to, to put it on a bigger scale. This yeah. Is, this is it, man. This is where it's at. I'm, I'm happy for well, you, I appreciate bro. that, man. Yeah, dude. congratulate you and Miss Green, y'all, my brother and sister. I put it out there, and, and y'all family to me, and I'm and I'm happy to be no, a part Likewise, of man. We appreciate that. And hold that, because I know you got, like, you you just started getting into this whole yeah. good Kendrick thing, so I want to yeah. pick back up on that. But we are closing out at the end of the year. Uh, you know, we got a couple more days left in November and then December, so... We're just going to check out some uh, some albums you should be looking out for before the end of the year. So check it out. Again, look out for those albums. Like I said, those are the only ones pretty much coming out hip-hop-wise towards the end of the year. And shit, I'm looking looking forward to that Method Man album. Oh, yeah. I think it's been <laughs> due for one. But, yo, you brought somebody, man. You were telling me. And we, we started the whole Kendrick conversation, which is why I didn't want to really stop you. But, I, you know, right. we definitely had to get him on deck. So, just your boy, man. Yo, this is my brother, man, from another man, you know, um, QS. You know what I mean? Hey, man, what's up with you yo, people yo. there, man? So shit, you fucking, you said he, this is the man who brought you into Kendrick's studio. Well, actually, I mean, if you want to tell it, what, what I said was he's the one, yeah, he brought me to the studio okay. where Kendrick was recording at, yeah. He recorded the song, but honestly, it was deeper than that. Yeah. It was real deeper than that. It was basically, he brought me into a family, you know what I mean? And and we, we connected on a, on a, def, on a deeper level mentally how we gonna do it in the future with this music industry and uh we we have some strategic plans to just help out the community and stuff like that but you can you know tell them a little bit more well, first and foremost me and kendra go way back okay. like i went to school with him so i grew up with him you know what i mean so this whole thing was is way deeper like he was on the east coast to on on the east coast you know i hit my man like hey man my boy got you know what you trying to do? You trying to link up? He like, yeah, man, want fly out here. He flew me out there. Actually, mm -hmm. flew me and my partner out there. 
and uh from there it was curtains like every every show he had up and down the east coast like we hit but we drove to but we was vip and everything you know every studio session photo shoots the little pop-up shops like everything was yeah everything was cool super tight yeah so that was last and that was just last year now what's is this is this gonna be leading to something big? Is gonna be looking to some kind of here Kendrick feature or something? I mean, well, I was I would just say this, you know what I mean? We are we are all artists, and Kendrick has inspired us, you know, to be independent. You know what I mean? And the dude, like you see the level that he's been on, and it's because of people like my brother that supporting that, you know, that spread the word, that spread the message. But we also clone our own craft. Me and my brother are going to be working on our own project. Okay. You know what I mean? And we've been working on our own project for a minute now. And, um, you know, I just want to get an opportunity for him so he can let y'all know a few things that what he has. Because, you know, last year, you know, at that time, I was on a donor's list with my, with my father. I was going through a lot of things. Yeah. And for him to come and give me that opportunity, it, it made me, it brought me back to like, okay, you know, it put, put some the, fire in yeah, there. It put yeah, put some fire into me. So now I have an opportunity and I want to, you know, pass it off so he can uh, promote the things that he has going on and, you know, he can tell you whatever he is, yeah. he wants to tell you. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm Q West, basically. You know, we already got that out the way. Come from Compton, you know what I mean? Uh, I got a label called Late Bloomer. I got a project dropping first quarter of this next year. You know what I mean? So it's called the Late Bloomer self-titled. And I'm branding it. Clothes, video games, however I can do it. Whatever I can do. You know what I mean? Uh, market, market. Marketing. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm doing. That's what we doing. We got music coming. I mean, uh, I got a little situation down here. Little Riders Records. My boy just became a president. So... It's a lot of paid shows coming up, a lot of a whole lot of new music, a whole lot of everything. Nice, so we can definitely start seeing you in rotation yeah, down here a lot yeah, more and yeah. stuff. Huh? He was in the um, humble video. I was in oh, the humble video, oh, the most. element video, yeah, the King Kunta video. Yeah. Like Ken, Kendrick's like my one of my best friends. See y'all already on YouTube and shit. Yeah, start typing yeah, that facts. shit up, look out for yeah. your boy. On the humble facts. video, you know what I mean? When he passed the great Poupon. Uh huh. I'm the one driving the uh, okay. caddy. And our okay. boy Show Gutter who came, came out here. Driving that here. joint. Yeah, past the great Poupon, too. So yeah. Shout out, man. Shout out my boy Show Gutter, TDE, Black Eye Militia. And, you know what I mean? And, and another thing, me, him, and Show Gutter, we did a, a song together. And it's on YouTube as well. Right. Money, money on my mind. and um, But the, the producer... Of the track. Oh, man. Our homie. Rest in peace, Trips. Yeah, Trips. Right. Trips mm. Beats, man. He was murdered yeah. by, by the brother of one of the New York Giants. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so. Yeah. You know, rest in is, peace, you man. Know, rest in peace. And that put. Go shoot them views up for my man, though. Yeah, and that kind, that put it like a little a damper on the thing. We all, we had plans. Yeah. You know, when you take somebody's life, you don't know the plans that they had that was going on. Oh, that was yeah. going to be made. And those things, it was leading up. We just shot the video and then all of a sudden, here we go. Yeah, so man. rest in peace trips. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. rest in peace trips, man. Yeah, that's not good at all, brother. Well, yeah. shit, so what can um, we expect I mean, you guys said you're working on a project. You've been working on a project. Yeah. So is yeah. you got to you have some kind of a you shooting for a time frame here? Are we not quite in that uh, realm yet? Or? I know next year for sure. Me and my brother have at least a mixtape out together for sure. I know we'll have some singles out. 
You know what I mean? Some and, visuals. Yeah, some visuals. That's that's the thing that I wanted to do before, and I'm glad, you know, with this podcast you're doing it, is putting the visual behind the lyrics right, and yeah. stuff. And, and we need that. You yeah. know what I mean? And, um, you know, shout out to my man, G Smooth, King Naughty, and what though? They always lace me up. And um, in the place down at the Boulevard Mall, Snoop Dogg store, you know, big shout out to uh, Big Percy and Big A, my man Sugar Bear. They always show love to us you know, every time we go down there. You know what I mean? So, Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, shit, so where, you know, I know you got music on rotation, both uh-huh. of you, I'm sure. So, like, where, what's, you know, where, where can we find you guys? I mean, where's the best spot to, I mean, just best to be able to spot, pound in? The best there. spot right now to find me and link with me is on Instagram. Okay. At QS148. Yeah. <laughs> and you can get my link to my music from there. Nice. Spotify, iTunes, all that. What about you, Five? Like, what's what's your what's your go-to right now? You know what? Um, just come to the Boulevard Mall every Saturday. Man, you know what right I mean? There. Come show, you know, show Hands someone, on. show your face, man. And shout out to my uh, my record label. I'm the president of Music Junkies LLC. Um, my my brother Poppy, my brother Easy, they back home. Big shout out to everybody uptown, and um, you know, Seven Deuce TRU. I'm good, man. We we we've been up, down, left, right, but I'm still in this music industry. I'm still right here. And if y'all didn't know, I am 38. You know what I mean? 38 years old. I'm chasing you, I'm right behind yeah. you, brother. You know, you know. I want to shout out to uh, Rose Cranes, Mari Ruger, Picasso, all them youngers over there out of Compton. Go check them out too, cause they coming up with a plan mm. for real. Westside Boogie, my niggas, all that. Compton got it on lock right now. Facts. So, you know, from Hub City, from Philly to Philly. Philly. Yeah, that's how we do it. Yeah, we connecting the dots. Man, I'm glad you guys came through. Again, you make sure you guys like the station, subscribe, hit the voicemail text line, shoot some ideas our way. If you got segment ideas, you want to be part of the Raw 16, You, I mean, let us know, let us know, 775-538-6350. Hit up the email, hiphoprootspodcast at gmail.com. My dude, S5, man, like I said, this was a pleasant surprise, sir. Like I said, I didn't expect you to be on the show, and then you hit me with that phone call. It was just, I mean, it was like that that piece of the puzzle that was missing, you know. It's like having a... A boy band, but missing the group. It's all good. Yeah, man, I got to come through. Come through. And my dude, I'm glad you came through and shot some info with us and stuff. Again, follow us, like us. Hip Hop Roots, we out. Go Knights, go.
on the truck, I'm slick. The last thing you go here in your life is click. Two one five's number one lottery pick. You slick when you hit, we're moving, you gotta be slick. Any chick that I'm with, she gotta be thick. An enemy that I see, he gotta get hit. That's why I'm signing off.